Welcome back to the Keep It Sports Podcast. I am your host, Keep It Lou. And of course, I got my right-hand man, Keep It Juan. How are we doing today, my friend? What's good, man? What's good, man? We got number 50 today, bro. Number 50. Episode 50, Cole man. Anthony it, episode. The Cole, the, uh, a whole bunch of legendary players in every sport who wore the number 50. This We're going to hold this uh, episode to a high standard, but man, 50 episodes deep, who would have thought that we were going to go this far into the podcast game? Of course, you know, we're just amateurs. We're just doing this because we love talking sports. Eventually, we say it every fucking episode. It's a broken record. We want to make this a full-time gig. We want to fully focus on this, so of course, the people who continuously go past 50 episodes are the ones who are doing this full-time and you know, have a whole bunch of endorsers, sponsors, um, all that good shit. We don't got nothing, but we're 50 episodes in, so we're gonna make this one special. Um, let's just jump right into it, why don't we? Right? Let's go. So we we missed a week, and um, we're gonna explain why in a little bit. Ugh. But <laughs> we're gonna explain why. But we didn't get to um, if we would have recorded episode 50 last week, we would have went over the divisional rounds of the NFL playoffs. So. Let's just go really quickly over those games in the sense of scores and who got eliminated. So let's start off with the Bengals and Titans. Bengals came out on top by winning winning by only three points, um, eliminating the number one seed. And the Bengals played a hell of a game the first time that the road, uh, that the you know um, Cincinnati's won a, a playoff win in franchise history. So that that's you know that's uh, that's pretty nice, you know that um, they, they got to take that win over there in Tennessee. And um, we're going to talk about that as well. But now they are making their way to the Super Bowl. And um, another one was the 49ers defeating the Green Bay Packers. So 49ers also winning by three points, winning it at the end, but with a field goal. Uh, that was a good game. It was a little sloppy in the beginning, but it turned out to be a, a relatively good game. But the best game overall. Throughout that whole entire weekend, I would say, even even you know, despite our heartbreak, but that Bills Chiefs game was probably the best game throughout that whole entire weekend. Probably up to date, the best playoff game so far. Might be the best game of all times, to be honest. That was one hell of a game, and to make it in a to do it in a playoff game that just sets the tone. Um, but of course, Patrick Mahomes and them Chiefs turned out to, um, you know, came out on top victorious in that game, making it a 42-36 victory on their end, defeating and eliminating the Buffalo Bills, who, you know, had a somewhat of a, you know, disappointing season, I would say, compared to last. Um, but, you know, big ups to Josh Allen, who that game came out gunning, came out winning. Gabriel Davis stepped up, kind of haven't heard of him all year long, and uh, in one of the biggest games that they had, you know, had one hell of a game, but you know, you, you can never count out Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, so they came out on top. Now, for the reasoning of why we decided on taking a break last week is because our beloved Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, took an L 
and uh, <laughs> we, took two, we took two L's, bro. <laughs> well, yeah, we took two L's, but let's start off with the first L, right? Oh, and man. um, ended up with the last couple seconds of the game, uh, lost, made a hell of a comeback, of course, by the one and only. And, uh, yeah, man, we ended up losing. I, I just want to get you a quick take on that. This is obviously a, a Buccaneers podcast. So, um, what, what's your take on that? Yeah, man, before, before I talk about the Buccaneers, I just want to say that weekend, the divisional round, was the best weekend of football I've had in a really, really long time. Four amazing games. All of them, um, you know, all of them finished by less than a touchdown. Um, it, was, it was just a hell of a weekend. Two of them finished by a game-winning field goal. Um, but yeah, going back to our Buccaneers, man, what a heartbreak, man. After, after being down, what was it? 20, 20, uh, 27 to, uh, 27, yeah, 27 I think to it was... three, right? Yep. We were down 27 to three, uh, had 24 unanswered points. Um, hell of a comeback. Tom Brady did what we're used to. I don't know why we were surprised because, you know, he's used to doing that. But once again, he, pre- he goes against the odds and, and brings us back. And then Cooper Cup, man, Cooper freaking Cup. I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't understand why you leave the man open, but it happened. I'm not gonna go too much into details. It happened. They get the game-winning field goal, and we have a heartbreaker, man. Yep. I just want to say, I, I want to get kudos to the Buccaneers team for fighting. Um, like I said, aside from that last play, because I'm not gonna let one play uh, define who we are, or who we, or who we were this season. Um, you know, hell of a season. Um, definitely Tom Brady put Tampa Bay back in the map. Um, even if it was for a short period of time, but hey, I'll take those two years of their, over the last ten years that we've had. So for sure. Um what can I say, man? I, I just want to talk about what you're gonna talk next. So uh Well yeah, I mean go I mean it's the elephant in the room. I mean now the the news has been official from the source's mouth and um the goat, the best to ever put on a football helmet. Mr. Tom Brady himself has officially called it quits after 22 illustrious seasons. Um, man, I, you know, aside from being a Buck fan and what he did, you know, throughout his two years being here, you, you reflect back on a career that he had and no other football player has ever done that. Every football player who is known as a, a football icon has their own things of why they're, they're named, Whatever they're whatever they're named in football history, why they're stamped in their you know their team's ring of honor, whatever you want to call it, or why why they're in uh you know why they're in Canton and all that stuff. But when it comes to Tom Brady, bro, the dude just at forty four, the stuff that he was doing, um, you know, the amount of championships and the reason why the the New England Patriots are a relevant team to this day is because of no other than Tom Brady. Um. And going back to what you said, the Buccaneers wouldn't have had a we wouldn't have had a Super Bowl if it wasn't for Tom Brady. Um, you know, for him to do it his first year with a brand new team to win the win the win the championship in your home field, um, you know, you can't write a story better than that. Um, mm-hmm. And when it comes to what he's done for the game, what he's done for like um, people who just love football in general, you know, you you gotta appreciate him. You gotta appreciate the the, the work ethic. You gotta, uh, you gotta appreciate how he carried himself on the field, how he carried himself off the field. But you know what? I, I can't be mad or even just sad 
Uh, I, you could be sad, you know, just because uh, as a Bucks fan, like, oh, damn, now what the fuck are we going to do when it comes to quarterback? But, you know, you can't be sad at what he's done. He's done his due diligence in this game. Not a lot of people make it this these many seasons. Nobody ever plays past 40, shit, let alone 35. Um, the guy, the guy's the GOAT for a reason, and he's going to go down as the best player to ever put on a football helmet ever. Oh, there's no question about that. Put him, put him, put it in Canada already. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. He's a Hall of Fame. He is. He he played in ten Super Bowls. Won seven of them. That's a seventy percent ratio. Um, There's some teams that don't even win two in their life as a franchise. So that goes to tell you three MVPs. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that he won Super Bowl in two different teams. Uh, he won it in his first year as a starter in New England, and won it in his first year as a starter in Tampa. Uh, what else can I say? Um, the first, the first player to, or the he made, the, he was the first. We were the first team to win the Super Bowl at home. Yep. Um, I mean, it's just, it's just so many things to say that that we. If we're gonna talk about Tom Brady, we're gonna be here all night. Um, I just want to say thank you for what you did for the city of Tampa, for you did for my team, the Buccaneers. Um, you know, it was an honor to have you play for Tampa. Um, thank you. That's all I can say. Thank you. It's it's a it's a it's a bittersweet feeling because it hurts that you're leaving us. Yep. Um, but you know we you, we know that you're doing what's good for your family. You always give a hundred, um, and, and that's all we that's all that we could ask for, man. You you gave a hundred. What forty four years old? Yep. Forty four years old. Some play some players retire when they're in their thirties, and this guy did especially at the quarterback position. Oh, especially in the quarterback. Position. Um, man, shit, like Tom Brady. Thank you for what you did for the NFL. Just. Sports NFL in general is not going to be the same without you. Of course, we're still going to enjoy it as fans, but he's the goat to the goats, man. And, yep. and I, I always had this debate about putting him over Jordan, um, because I always thought Jordan was the best of the best. But after what you did last year in Tampa, and you gave us that Super Bowl, man, you're the greatest, bro. That's all I can say. Yep, he's greatest, greatest of all times. Yeah, greatest of all times. I mean, his name is going to go down. His name's going to be mentioned a hundred years from now. And it's always going to be positive things. I mean, the, the fact, the culture change that he put in Tampa, um, I just hope that just sets the the franchise up for success, you know, now post the Tom Brady era. It was very short-lived, but it, uh, it gave a lot of uh, Buccaneers fans hope. I'm pretty sure I can speak for every Buccaneers fan. Um, gave us hope, gave us, uh, gave us something to look forward to, gave us that love back for football because being so terrible for the past couple of years, the fact that he gave that the, the, the city, the team a chance. You know, he could have gone. He had so many options to go somewhere else. And he almost did, but decided on coming to Tampa, won a Super Bowl. And, you know, for him, that was enough. Um, we will never live the – we will never outlive the, the the beautiful moment that he had by throwing that trophy from one boat to the other to, um, you know, Cameron Bray and Mike Evans and all them on the other boat. So, yeah. you know, just, just those little things, you know, um, is what is what we're always going to be remember. But before we move on, to discuss about the conference championship games that happened last weekend, uh, just for just for some uh, some hi- like you know for some hindsight, the last time that Brady wasn't an active NFL that the last time he Brady wasn't an active NFL player, and this is coming from Brit uh, Bleacher Report Gridiron, so from their account, um, LeBron James was only a freshman in high school. The Buccaneers and the Patriots hadn't won any of the Super Bowls. The Rams won a Super Bowl. Matt, years old. Dude, Apple, dude. Apple hadn't even released the iPod yet. Nokia phones were still in. 
Carlos Santana's Maria Maria was number one on the Billboard charts. <laughs> the PlayStation 2 was released. Uh-huh. Tiger Woods had won just two of his 15 majors. Uh-huh. Bro, that goes to show you, bro, this guy has been around for a very long time. You know? So, and like uh, I said, everything uh, he's doing is for the best of him, um, best for his family, you know, beautiful family that he has. Um, you know, Hopefully, hopefully the guy stays in, in in Florida as a as a retired uh, as a retired worker. Period. Because no matter what, athlete or no athlete, we all we all know Florida's a, a retiree state. So um, we do know that he likes it out. He loves it out here. So could he stay out here post retirement? We don't know. Or will he move back home in, to California? That could also be possible as well. But we don't know. Either which way, well deserved. Um, thank you and best of luck. In your future endeavors. I mean, that's Absolutely. all we really could say. Absolutely. And, and if you ever, if you ever want to come back to to be a a, a a owner of the Buccaneers or partial owner, or oh, you know, you want to stay involved in the organization, we would really, really, really much as fans appreciate that. Oh, one thousand and fifty percent. I'm all for a. If if I was GM, that offers on the tables for whenever you're ready. Absolutely. But yeah, um, like I said, the Buccaneers losing, Tom Brady leaving us. It's been a it's been a hard couple of weeks. That's the reason why we didn't do the podcast last week. Um, low key you know, hurt. Low key hurt the emotions. Because if we did do the podcast, we what we might have said something that we 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 probably didn't want to say. Yeah. So uh, we, we, we didn't want to go through the whole process, so we both agree. You know, let's just take a week off. Let's 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 you know, let's think about what we're gonna do. Let's think let's about reset. Gonna... Let's reset. Exactly, basically. exactly. But um, last week, we did have the conference championships. Um, we had the Bengals. Um, surprisingly, in my opinion, the Chiefs, 27 to 24. <laughs> Shit, man. They came back again, bro. Joe Burrow, he's, he's, he, with that horrible offensive line, is proving that he is an elite quarterback and he's in the top tier, man. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and like, like I said, they're, they're, the Bengals are not going anywhere. Either they win or they lose the Super Bowl, they're not going anywhere. If, if their offensive line gets better, they're going to be there for a really, really, really long time. So, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, they have a nice young core, man. Um, shit, uh, two touchdowns for Joe Burrow. Um, Joe Mixon had 88 yards. Hell of a game for him. Yeah, I was going to say, um, hell of a game for him. But uh, the wide receivers, man, Higgins and Chase, bro, they've been carrying them the whole season, and once again, they come through. Yep. Uh, you know, Chase didn't have that many yards, but he did have six receptions. He had that touchdown. Yeah. Um, that clutch touchdown. That clutch touchdown, yeah. And and the crazy thing is, they won with a rookie kicker. Yep. Think about that: a rookie kicker and a rookie wide receiver. Who he did it? it. He did it. He did it two games in a row in the playoffs. Yep. Rookie rookie kicker makes the game winning uh, in the conference championship. I mean, what what a moment for for that young kid, man. Oh yeah. What's his, what's uh, his name? Uh, McPherson. Like, oh, yeah, he played with FSU, I believe. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yep. So, shit, man, like, hell, hell, hell of a game. Um, like I said, I ha- I did have the Chiefs winning. Um, and 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 I just want to go back to the Bills game. Evan um, McPherson, four for four, 52, 52 uh, yards was his longest. Damn. No, yeah. I want to go back to the Bills game because the Bills game there was a big controversy play, or not controversy, but it was you know that was a game went back and forth. Um and and it pretty much came down to a, a coin toss. Yep. 
And whoever won that coin toss pretty much was going to win the game because the other defense was not going to stop them. Well, guess what? The Bengals defense came through. Chiefs, once again, won the coin toss. And uh, and uh, I believe Josh Allen, he, he tweeted out something. I'm not sure exactly what, what his exact quote was. I think it was like pain or some shit like that. Yeah, I saw it was that. like yeah, pretty much he said pain. Like, here we go again. Like, not, not this again. Right. But the defense came through. That shows that if you have a good defense, man, defense wins games. Like, defense wins championships. Yeah. And defense won that game. Defense won that game and gave the Bengals an opportunity to win. Um, and, and obviously, Joe Burrow did the rest, and the kicker made a history. But if defenses, defenses, like you can have a great offense, but what makes a difference in the playoffs is Your defense. defense. Mm-hmm. What, did, what happened to the Buccaneers? Had a great offense. But what did they do to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl? They stopped them. Mm-hmm. Interception after interception. They pressured the quarterback. And that's exactly what the Bengals did. And shit, kudos to the Bengals. They're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Crazy, crazy thing is, crazy thing is, Cleveland right now is so envious. Oh, bro, what? Bro, you have no doubt. Like, oh, no doubt that Cleveland did. And, I mean, I would, I don't know. I mean, I, Another I mean, Ohio team and Odell Beckham in the Super Bowl. And, yeah, and, yeah, exactly. So, like, I don't know how divided the state of Ohio is when it comes to this between the Browns and the Bengals. I would say there's more, there's a lot more Browns fans in Cleveland, I mean, or in Ohio as a whole versus the Bengals. But I'll tell you this. I couldn't agree with you more. Them those those uh those Cleveland fans are probably so pissed right now. Oh, they're living, bro. They're living. They are so pissed. And like it's exactly how you said. Just because there's your your in-state rival is in the in the Super Bowl and y'all niggas didn't even make the fucking playoffs. And then here's Odell Beckham playing since the moment that he joined the Rams, made a difference and has been balling out and is in the Super Bowl as well. So that goes moving on to the next game, um, the 49ers and the Rams, where this game also was a tie game, and it had to go down to the kicking game. Uh, Matt Gay hit the go-ahead 30-yard field goal with a minute and a half left. Um, that game was that game was good, too, to the end. I, I would say, you know, that Garoppolo sack or that Garoppolo um, pressure um, – Got to him and he 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 pulled a rookie move. Um, you take the sack. I, in my opinion, I believe that if he would have taken the sack, um, yeah, it still would have been fourth down. But you could have punt and you had to depend on your defense. The defense was there all game, uh, for him. So you know you depend on the defense. You have to obviously crunch down on that defense because you still would have given him not that much yards to the point where they would have gotten in field goal range. But hey, that again that. The, the 49ers' best asset, asset all year long has been their defense. Um, it, it could have been a different game if, uh, I believe his name is Jakari Tart, would have oh gotten that God. interception. He dropped that interception. That's the easiest interception he's ever going to have in his career. Oh, especially in the playoffs, bro, 1,000%. He would have set the tone for that team if he would have grabbed that. And and you know what, though? It's not – you can't put the full blame on him. He was there – he was there all playoffs. All, all, the, all the games that they had in the playoffs, he was there. He was there all game. Bat, I, I don't know. I mean, looking at the replay, it looked like the ball was probably – the ball – like, he tried to, like, try to, like, you know, uh, grab the ball and secure it too soon. And the ball basically just hit him in his chest and it bounced away – or bounced in front of him too quick. Um, so maybe, maybe if he would have tried to do that, you know, that secure maneuver with both of his hands – 
you know, if he would have done that from the moment that the ball hit his chest, he would have done it. But he he did it too he did it too uh too slow, and then the ball just bounced off of him. Listen, and, you, you you can't give you can't give um the Rams another opportunity. Stafford and in, in that offensive line, you can I mean in that offensive uh the the offensive threat that they have. When you have weapons all over the place, you can't. When you have an opportunity to close the game, you have to close it. And yeah, that could I have mean, been a closer. That could have yeah, been take, a closer. take the Buccaneers, for example. Oh, we don't talk about the Buccaneers, bro. We're talking about the conference <laughs> championship. I'm just saying. We gave we gave them another opportunity to get on the field. And assuming as football fans, you think they're going to run it to just try to go, like, you know, to try to kill clock. And instead, Matthew Stafford goes, what, two for two in the first two two plays of that of that last drive. And then... Boom. Then on third down, he just tosses it up to Cooper Cup, best wide receiver in the game this whole season, leaves him wide open, and boom, just runs that bitch into the end zone. Like, yeah, but, but we're not talking about the Bucks. We're talking about the Rams right now. So I'm still hurting, bro. Um, bro, that's the reason why we didn't do the podcast last week, man. Come on, let's <laughs> let's move on, bro. We we got we have to, bro. I know I know the feeling, bro. I know it hurts, but we we, we gotta talk about we gotta talk about the Super Bowl. Let's talk about the Super Bowl, bro. Let's let's go on. I mean, shit, we got the Bengals and the Rams, another team, the Rams being another team going to the Super Bowl, playing in their home field, so they got home field advantage off the top. Um, Who you got? Who you got? That's what the people want to know. I got the Bengals. You got the Bengals? Yep. All right, so let, let, I'm going to be honest with you. The Rams are the better team. Oh, yeah. I'm just going for the – you know why I'm going for the Bengals. I don't got to say now, it. Now, who do I want to win? Just because of everything they did to us, I'm going – for the Bengals. I want the Bengals to win, but I am scared for Joe Burrow. And I said that every round, but with that that front uh that front line for the for the for the Rams against that offensive line for the Bengals, it reminds me a lot of last year's Chiefs versus Bucks. Oh yeah. So I, I am scared. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to you. I am very scared for the Bengals, but I'm really looking forward to them pulling out the upset. And, and that would be a, a hell of an upset for me if the Bengals are able to win that Super Bowl with a rookie wide receiver being their star, a rookie kicker, and and a, and a uh, pretty much you could say this is his first full time season because last year he wasn't a, he started he started like uh, later on in the season you know yeah so the as a first full time full time starter at the quarterback wide receiver and kicker position which those are very three important positions so if they're able to pull this off. Bro, this is this is definitely something to follow for for other teams that are young and and hungry. No, oh, one thousand percent. I mean, if and the fact and the fact that like you know the the Bengals, I I don't even know. I I heard it or I read it somewhere from the last time that they made it to the Super Bowl. And Jesus Christ, neither you or me weren't even born yet. So it's been a it's been a it's been a very long time. Yeah, it's been a very long time. Um, the Rams obviously have been there a few quite a bit of times. Um, you know, since then, um, and you know, they've, they've made it to the playoffs a, a couple times within the last like five years. So, you know, they, they have the experience. Sean McVay has the experience. I mean, the guys that have been there since the McVay era have, you know, had the experience, but you know, this is Matthew Stafford's first time. Um, Oda Beckles first time Cooper cups, first time, uh, you know, Cam Akers first time it wouldn't be Sony Michelle's first time but you know it, it, it it's still those key guys it's their first time but there you've got also key guys that have been there before so it's kind of like a toss-up and then with the Bengals you got guys who just had playoff experience or have no experience at all in the playoffs but it 
they the ones who have not been there before have shown that they don't let the pressure get to them. Listen, they're in no man's land, so they're not even supposed to be here. I, exactly, I know, yeah. I know, Joe Burrow doesn't like me saying that, but they are underdogs throughout oh, one, the playoffs. One hundred percent, they are underdogs, so they're playing with house money right now. So, like, whatever they 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 don't have any, they, they don't lose nothing by losing. Like that's what I'm saying. They they're so young that they're gonna be back there. They're gonna be back. Yeah, they're gonna be back. Like I'm saying, they're gonna be back in the Super Bowl, but they're definitely gonna be back in the playoffs. They're gonna be they're, the they're, that team. That team's gonna be a relevant team for a while. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. They're for gonna sure. they're gonna be they're gonna be a threat. They you know they they could be. I'm not comparing them in the sense of success or like comparisons by positions or anything like that. But they could be like the new modern day like uh, Buffalo Bills. You know what I'm saying? Like they could be, or they could eventually after this year just turn out to just explode and always be in some type of conference championship game or in the Super Bowl again at some point within the next, like, after this year, within the next two years. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's going to be one hell of a game. I'm excited. I mean, clearly this weekend coming up, it is the Pro Bowl, so there won't be the Super Bowl until um, the 13th, which is the day before Valentine's Day. So uh, 6.30 p.m. So, yep. so it's going to be – we still have a, a couple weeks, couple days until then. So I guess that's, you know, us fans – in general, enjoy the Pro Bowl. It's so, so a hell of a um, Valentine's, little break. Hell of a um, Valentine's Day weekend for us, for us guys. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, but us guys don't really get much for Valentine's Day, you know. Hey, that, that, that's all I asked for, for the Super Bowl, man. Yeah, that is Listen, true. My wife better not bother me that day. I know it's Valentine's Day weekend, but I'll give you Saturday. You give me Sunday. Big facts, bro. Big fucking facts. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, Monday is nice little dinner. Blah, blah, blah. Hey, but Sunday, don't bother me. At six, uh, you can bother me all day. But at 6.30, leave me alone. Oh, I'm going to be locked in for sure. Leave me alone. But let's move on. Um, Not really much else to talk about with the NFL. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think. There's not. There hasn't been any news or anything like that that we... No, I mean, the whole Brian Flores uh, situation. Um, oh, yeah. that's. But, uh, I mean, regardless but, of that, he's still a finalist for the Texans job. And the Saints. And, oh, is he? And the Saints, yeah. He's oh, the wow. finalist for the, for the Saints and the Texans. But they're saying that... I, I don't really want to get too into it because it's going to start a whole a whole kind of worries. But they're saying – I was watching our first take today. They were, Stephen A. was saying that if I'm Brian Flores, I don't take neither of the positions because neither of the teams are set up for success. And I mean, that's, the just... whole, that's the whole situation about why he's suing the NFL because they're placing uh, African-American coaches in places that they're not ready to succeed. And, right. and like, you, get, you have an opportunity as a white person. Like, let's say you have a – for example – uh, a, a position uh, in, as a Packers coach, they're gonna give it to the white coach instead of the African American coach. So that's yep. the whole that's the whole argument. Obviously, the whole racism thing is involved again. He's like, but I, I think that's another Colin Kaepernick as a coach. The only right. difference is, as a coach, he's gonna have more opportunities. Either it be at the college level or the NFL to be back as a coach. As a player, he was very limited because he can't go back to college. So right, well, right, exactly, and not even that though, too. Um, I mean, going back to what you said about like not being set up for success. I mean, he had the success going in Miami. Miami just had a few pieces, um, a few pieces that they were missing to have a complete team to never have to fight for that last position to make it to the playoffs. But um, Miami didn't give him a fair shot. We had a couple. We had a episode of a couple weeks back that we discussed that when he did get fired. So that was, um, you know, that to me was stupid. That's why I think now the next person that Miami hires is going to be, you know, less than Brian Flores. And um, well, they were you know, paying they were paying him a hundred thousand dollars for every loss for the right, and he and he wasn't and he, okay with that. No, like, and you he know, declined that. That's yeah, he declined it. Wrong. But that's but what I'm saying is is that 
you know, a team that had it just just were missing the key pieces to finalize that team, and then you blow it up by firing the head coach. When they have great young studs and they have a, one of the best, you know, under-the-radar cornerbacks in the league, now you might potentially lose him and Xavier Howard. You won eight out of nine games with Tua as your quarterback. This is even like that, bro. Exactly. Yeah. So, anyways, we'll we'll, we'll open that can again. Um, maybe next week, just as, since there's not really much else to talk about, um, we might just go over Pro Bowl and then we'll discuss that furthermore. But let's move on to NBA. Um, last week they named the NBA All Star starters, and literally right before we recorded this episode, we waited, um, because the All Star reserves were announced. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, let's just go down the list here. Uh, let's start off with uh, – I'll let you start off with the Western Conference starters. All right. Western Conference starters, um, at the guards, you have Stephen Curry and John Morant. Uh, as uh, forward slash centers, you have Nikola Jokic, LeBron James, and first-time All-Star Andrew Wiggins. Woo! I, I like it, man. I like it, bro. I think they all deserve it. Um, Andrew Wiggins, you know, he 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 he's taking a bigger role here in Golden State. Oh yeah. Um, and and shit, kudos to him, first All Star, and that's a starter. So shit. Yeah, I mean, it, it, obviously the absence of Clay. Um, obviously he's back now, but before Clay came back, um, you know, Andrew Wiggins, like how you said, had a had a big role to fill. Once Draymond went down as well, too, you know, he he stepped it up. I mean, you can't you can't knock him. You can't knock him. I mean, he's he's improved he- like a hell of a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, has matured a lot. You could tell by his game. You could tell by also his his you know his attitude on the bench. Um, he's now in a winning culture, so I think he sees you know you could win, have fun, but also still take the game very seriously and um, and not take it for granted just because you're winning and you could rely on the greatest shooter of all time. Um, also, you could argue the second one of the second or if not top five greatest shooters of all time in Clay. Now him being healthy, so. Um, yeah, man. I mean, it, kudos to him. I have no complaints at all. I mean, Bro. if any, 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 any buts that I may have with anything here, it will be with the reserves, which we will get into when we get there. No, so, but I, I, before we move on, I want to say I want to congratulate John Morant. Oh, Hell yeah. of the season. Um, I believe this is the first time as a starter, so yep. I, I, you know, he definitely deserves that shit. Um, he'll be playing alongside. Well, we don't know if he's gonna play alongside Curry, but. Um, he'll be he's gonna be the starter with the on the west side alongside Curry. So, nope. I mean, well deserved. I mean, still it's still in my top three when it comes to MVP right now. So, you could argue okay. that, but definitely up there. Yeah, no, top three, top three for sure. Um, anyways, Eastern Conference starters, and then like we'll said, go you back can argue to the... that you can argue that, but, but yeah. <laughs> when that uh, I'll name the the Eastern Conference starters, then you go to the reserves of the West, and then I'll finish it off with the East reserves. So, um, Eastern Conference starters. So on the backcourt you have Trey Young, which uh, wasn't no surprise there. Then you have another guy that you could argue that's having one hell of a breakout year, also within the MVP conversation in the dark horse uh, category, Demar Derozan. And with the front uh, for the forward slash centers, you got Kevin Durant, who is the captain of the Eastern Conference, who more than likely, well, no, it's not more. He is has been announced playing. that he will yeah. not be playing, so someone will be replacing him. Um, so Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and uh, another MVP candidate, Joel Embiid. He's in my top three. He's in, yeah, he's in top three and has been in the top three conversation in the past two seasons. So can this be the year that they finally show him that love? 
in the city of brotherly love? We don't know. That's yet to be determined until the season's over. But I have no complaints. I have no complaints with the East at all. I think the East was down packed. I, I, I do. Who? I do. I and I, I love Trey Young, man. I love Trey Young, but you can argue for Sacramento being starting in the in in the East along with uh, DeRozan. Mm. You can argue it, man. He's having a better season. You like, you could you could argue it, but let's be real. Without Trey Young, the Hawks ain't shit. But they're still not shit. They're not even the, they're not they're not even top top what top eight now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but that's also been the injury bugs. A lot of the other guys outside of him. Uh, outside of Trey Young, have not been stepping up as they should compared to how they every were playing team, last year. Every team is having injuries. That's no excuse. Every team you're is right. having COVID. That's no excuse. You play with what you got and you make the best out of it. You're right. You're right. But, I mean, no matter what, you know they kind of have to have somewhat of like a point guard if you want to even bring in positions nowadays. But, you know, that's just how it is, bro. It's, the Bulls it's all have fan a base. Guard. It's all fan base. The, the Bulls don't have a point guard. They've been playing without Lawson for the longest. And they're still relevant, relevant because of yeah. But uh, I think they're so starting they're... Kobe White. Come on, bro. Are you serious? No, but I'm saying, if, if, but Kobe White is technically their point guard right now. But that makes my point, though. That's why that, that that's what makes Zach Levine being the starter so much better, like so much so much more uh, relevant. Yeah, but I mean, hey, like I say, like I say, it is what it is. Trey Young is the starter, but I would say Zach Levine, but that's just me. Go then, ahead with the reserves of the West. West, I bet. So I got uh, reserves. We have Luka Doncic out of Dallas Mavericks. Uh, we have Chris Paul out of Phoenix Suns. Another Phoenix Suns. Uh, we have Devin Booker. Yes, uh, sir. I'm, I'm so happy for Booker, man. Oh he yeah. As well, but because last uh, year, because last year he made it, but he made it off because of an injury, right? Uh, yeah. Well, no, last year, last, yeah, last year he was a reserve, but <laughs> they put him as a starter because of Kevin Durant. Oh, okay. So that that's what I'm confusing. All right, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. yeah. Um, Donovan Mitchell. Yep. I'll make his third selection. Draymond Green. Well Carl deserved. Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert will round off the Western Conference uh, reserves. Um, there any surprises? Um, not really. Or any I, I any think... other players that you think are snubbed? Um, I mean, if you wanna if you wanna say snubbed, um, I would say I would say Dejounte Murray. Um. He's been having a. He's another guy that's having a hell of a breakout year too. Um, he, I think, if you know one of these guys, one of these guards don't you know get hurt, God forbid, because you you don't we don't want to wish injuries on nobody. But if one of these guards get hurt or get COVID before the All Star game, I could see him being the replacement. And no matter what, even if you're a replacement, you're still considered an All Star. Um, he he deserved it, but there's only so many slots available. You know what I'm saying? So it, it kind of it kind of sucks that he didn't get the the love and the recognition um, that he deserved. But you know, if you if you put him in the list alongside Luca, Devin, Devin Booker, uh, Chris Paul, and Donovan Mitchell, he falls right below those guys. And when it comes to um, the guard position, so you got to go with the guys who actually are you know still numbers wise are putting up the best numbers and setting their team up for success. And those guys come first in line before he does. But can can he use this as motivation? Of course he can. I mean, maybe not when when it comes to like his play within the Spurs because the Spurs ain't, they're no threat. But um, you know, going on to next year and 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 performing better. And I mean, of course he's also he's also been somewhat named within trade rumors within the Spurs. So I don't know, but that would be my only surprise. Outside of that, uh, I'm 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 okay with the list. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, have, I have nothing bad to say about the West. Um, we're going to get on to the East next, but the, the West, man, I, I mean, from top to bottom, I, I like I like the selections. I, I, yep. I can't disagree with none of those. Yep. So moving on to the Eastern Re- Conference Reserves, in the backcourt, you got the Beard, um, who's going back to the All-Star game. You got Zach Levine. And you have two first-timers in the backcourt. Big kudos to them, 1,000%. And that is Darius Garland, who is going to be representing the hometown team since the All-Star game is going to be in Cleveland. So that's super well-deserved as well. Um, I have no complaints about Darius Garland joining it at all or getting selected. Um, And the other first-timer, Fred Van Vliet, who is not getting a lot of uh, recognition on the media um, just because, you know, the Raptors are not as relevant as they were before Kawhi uh, had departed their departed that team. But Fred Van Fleet to me is a, is a guy who deserved it as well. I mean, like I said, not being on a team that's when they were winning, he was getting overshadowed, overshadowed by Kyle Lowry, you know, understandable getting overshadowed by DeMar DeRozan. Um, the, the emergence of Pascal Siakam when he blo- broke out that one year. And of course, when they got Kawhi, but now that the team has absolutely nobody that you could mention that's a star on that team, he is the star of that team. He is mm-hmm. the heart and soul of that team now. And um, Fred Van Vliet, well-deserved. So, I'm glad that he got his love. And to finish it off with the forward slash center position, Jason Tatum uh, is joining that that uh, Eastern Conference team. And Jimmy Butler as well, also well-deserved, who's having a hell of a year. And Chris Middleton. One thing I want to point out within the Eastern Conference reserves, um, and to be honest with you, with the whole Eastern Conference team, there are no bigs outside of Joel Embiid when it comes to pure big. And that's why they have captains. And that's why they have captains, right. But if you really look at it, all the bigs are coming from the West, basically. Yeah, yeah for sure. All the, the bigs. The, the only big that the East has is Joel Embiid. Right. It, well, true big, yeah. Because, I mean, you could put you could put Giannis. It, it, he could, Giannis oh, yeah. could guard a five. But in a seven-game series, if Giannis has to guard a Joel Embiid, you ain't going to see the type of Giannis that everybody's used to seeing. You know what I'm saying? So, um, what do you, what what are your takes on the Eastern Conference Reserves? Do you feel like anybody deserved to be in there? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, if, if I, if it were up to me, I wouldn't put Chris Middleton. Um, Chris Middleton is having a, a solid season, but he's not having a Chris Middleton type of season like he's had in the past two years. Um, if it were up to me, I, I think Miles Bridges should be there. Um, he's having a breakout season, hell of a season, carrying the 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 Hornets along with Lamelo Ball. Um, obviously, to replace him, you would have to replace him with a forward. Um, mm-hmm. So I would say either Miles Bridges or Sabonis. Sabonis should be in there, and he's not. I mean, no. if if we're gonna really talk about it, Jared Allen would be my first choice over Chris Middleton. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Jared, Jared Allen's another option for sure. Yeah, I, I definitely put him on Middleton, but my, for me, it, it's between Miles Bridges and um and Sabonis. The reason why Miles Bridges didn't get it is because he split the votes with Lamelo Ball, because those are two two borderline all stars that didn't make it because they're on the same team. So mm-hmm. one of them was they both of the votes were split between the both of them. But there's no excuse for Sabonis. Sabonis should be in there. His stats prove it. Um, if you look at his stats, they're better than than half of the players in the in the, in the East right now. So, 
Um, I still think one of them is going to make it with the injury of Durant. But, um, you know, it, it would have been that much nicer if they would have been announced before, uh, you know, before the before any injuries. But it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, hey, look, the All-Star game is not the same way how it used to be. Honestly, I don't get as excited as I once, as I once was um, for the All-Star game. It's getting too... To social media influence. Um, actually, um, I, actually, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna. I know you said you you don't like it, but the last two seasons or so, it's been very competitive. I've liked, I like. No, I it's been competitive it more than before. Oh than no, it, one one thousand percent. I know in the sense of competitiveness, I, I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just stating the fact of how it's put together. Is how I is what I don't. I like the whole captain drafting shit that I like. I just don't like the way that the the players are getting in. Is my thing. Um, you know the, these fans are they they're they're really they don't think and they don't they don't really show the love to the players that really deserve to get in there. They go based off you know house of highlights reels. They go based off you know flashiness. They go based on, you know, shit like that to me is like, it's stupid. Like, you give it to the guys who really deserve it, an all-star. Um, you know, not not every year do does a guy need to be an all-star. Like, for example, like, they will never not have LeBron James. And I'm just, you know, this is just as an example. They will never not have LeBron James in the game, in the all-star game, even if he averaged only 12 points per game and <clears throat> shot terribly on the floor. He's still eventually always going to be in there. And it's like, if there's a guy, if there's a forward, let's just say down the line a, a few years from now, that happens. And then Anthony Edwards has a breakout year where he's averaging like 27 a game or some shit. And then they may not even give it to Anthony Edwards just because it's still LeBron James. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, you got to you gotta do, you got to give it to the people who deserve it. The people who take big leaps. The ones that, that are, that are, that are setting their team up for success. Stuff like that. Like. But then again, hey, who am I? Yeah. You know, but it is what it is. But another um, another festivities within the All-Star Weekend um, is the dunk contest. That's another big a big event that everybody looks forward to. Now, um, there's a couple guys on there. You know, um, I don't know how you feel about the... Uh, the hey, I, I, I the like lineup. the names. I like the names this year than what I... Than what they were laughing. Oh, uh, I would, yeah, I would say, yeah, I, I'd I mean, agree with that. The only big name last year was Obi Toppin. Mm. If you want to call it a big name, exactly. Yeah, if you want to call it a big name. All right, so uh, give us the list. Who's uh, who's gonna be partaking in the this year's slam dunk contest? Well, we just mentioned the first Obi Toppin will be uh, competing in this year's twenty-two NBA slam dunk contest. He'll be uh, going against Jalen Green. Out of the Houston Rockets, Cole Anthony that from our bounced. beloved Orlando Magic. Yay. Um, and Juan Toscano Anderson from the Golden State Warriors. Those will be the four competing in the slam dunk contest. Um, tell me your thoughts and tell me who you got winning. I really have absolutely have um zero thoughts on this slam dunk contest. Uh you asked me why certain players are in there. The one player that I am going to say, why is he in there, is going to be Juan Toscano Anderson. No disrespect to him. Um, I just don't see why he's in there. Um, um, I'll have to show you a play after this, bro, because he got hops. No, he got hops. You're sleeping on him, bro. You're sleeping on him. No, I'm not sleeping on nobody. But... I don't got him winning. I don't got him winning, but he's de- but I don't. I, I wouldn't say he, he – I'm okay with him being in it. I mean, 
honestly, to be to be fair, bro, I really don't care. <laughs> I really don't care who like who wins it. Uh, I would say don't sleep on Jalen Green. That kid has bounce, and I'm talking about like bounce. He has. If you really look at his bounce, like when he goes up for a dunk, and this is obviously fast break dunks. Um, you know, dunks when he's pretty much wide open going to the rim. Uh, he has like Gerald Green bounce, bro, in Gerald Green's prime. And that motherfucker used to jump out the roof when he used to go up for a dunk. So, um, I would also say don't sleep on Obi Toppin. I mean, the, that dude also has bounce, but. Of course, no one's ever going to show love to Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony's another guy who does actually have hella bounce in his game at being only, what, 6'3", I think he is, or 6'4". Barely, um, barely. Yeah, barely, but kid got bounce. Um, I think he could do something special. I mean, it's nice to see another Magic jersey out in the slam dunk contest just a few years after the whole Aaron Gordon debacle. Um, they might hopefully, end up Hopefully they too. give him a 10 instead of a 9. Right, exactly. I was gonna, that's what I said. I was like, they're probably going to shortchange him, though, anyways, just because. But um, it's fun to see, re- you know, um, uh, a guy from our team being, re- you know, representing the team, a guy that clearly shows a lot, a lot of love for the city, um, a lot of love for the team, you know. Um, so it's, it's hey, going to be fun. He, he already wears number 50, so. Right. Hey, episode 50. I see what you did there. And also because, yeah, I see what you did. I see what you did. He's number 50. He wears number 50. <laughs> this is episode fifty, and Cole Anthony is gonna get up fifty. Oh, Let's so I, so I see, I see here that basically it's just all, it's just meant to, just meant to happen. Right, it's meant to happen, bro. Cole Anthony, Dun- Sam Duncan, uh, champion this year. Bro. Yeah, let's see. But yeah, man, to finish it off, we got the rising stars that were also announced. I'm just gonna quickly go through the list. We got the rookies and the sophomores. Um, this year, I mean, you know, it's, it's they changed the format. Um, and and, and Lou will explain the format in just a bit, but um. They're no longer gonna be doing rookies versus sophomores. Um, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be completely different. Um, but just quickly going down the list for the rookies, we got Scotty Barnes, Kay Cunningham, Ayo Dosunmu from the Chicago Bulls, Chris Duarte, Josh Giddy, Jalen Green, Herbert Jones, Davion Mitchell, Evan Mobley, Operin Sangoon, Jalen Suggs, and Franz Wagner. Um, in the sophomores, we have Precious Achiuwa, Cole Anthony, LaMelo Ball, Desmond Bain, Sadiq Bay, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Tyrese Maxey, Jaden McDaniels, Isaac Okoro, Isaiah Stewart, and Jayshon Tate. Um, this year, we do have some additions uh, from the NBA G League. Uh, uh, we have Margin, Basham, and I apologize if I if I mispronounce your name. I've never heard of you guys, but shit, like you guys are rising stars. So, uh, Dyson Daniels, Jaden Hardy, and Scoot Henderson. Congratulations to those four from the NBA G League. First time ever they do G Leagues in the rising stars, and obviously our rookies and sophomores. Um, just quickly, you know, tell t- tell me what you think about that. Uh, for me personally, I'm just gonna say I'm just happy that we have three representatives of Orlando there. Uh, representing the Magic, and um, you know, even though this hasn't been a great season, you know, we we have some young talents to show, and hopefully, that's just the beginning of our future, bro. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. I mean, I, once I saw that, that, that kind of excited me. You know, they're they're showing love to the young guys. Um, you know, uh, we all know about Franz Wagner, how he's he started off his career, came out, had something to prove, uh, a definite a, a definite steal at number eight. Um, Jalen Suggs, you know, we everybody had their questions with him. The way how he started off the season, and then uh, of course him getting that that injury with his, I believe it was his thumb, 
um, when he got hurt and he missed, I think it was about what, almost a month, month and a half. Mm-hmm. And um, came back and is playing solid ball, you know, efficient basketball. He's getting comfortable. I think him sitting out for that long probably was best for him. Got to see the game from a different angle. Um, of course, once again, once the season started, he just he started. You know what I mean? Like he he went. He was thrown in the fire. Not everybody uh, jumps off the uh, jumps out of the gym right away. So it, it was nice to see. But before I go into the draft rules of the um, Rising Stars game. There's going to be uh, four teams. So within those four teams, you're going to have your coaches. So you're going to have Rick Barry coaching one of the one of the teams. Also, Isaiah Thomas, not the not not the Isaiah Thomas from the Boston Celtics, the Hall of Famer, Isaiah Thomas, um, just to clear that up. Um, <laughs> you also have James Worthy coaching one of the teams uh-huh. and none other than the glove himself, Gary Payton. So I would love to be on that on that team. Um <laughs> But yeah, just quickly going over the draft rules. So the uh, the Rising Stars draft will consist of seven rounds. The twenty-four NBA players, twelve rookies and twelve sophomores, will be selected in the first, the in the first through six rounds. The four NBA G League Ignite players will be selected in the seventh round. The order for the first round will be determined by random drawing. For the subsequent rounds, uh, the pick order will be re- uh, reversed in each round. For instance, the team that makes the first pick in the first round will have the fourth and final pick of the second round. The first pick of the third round, the fourth and final pick of the fourth round, and so on. So each honorary coach will draft a team using the overall pool of players, uh, uh, participants, with no regard to a player's position, conference affiliation, or years of service. Once the draft has concluded, each honorary coach will have a team of seven players who will play in the game, six NBA players and one Ignite players. The rosters will be revealed on NBA TV on Friday, February 4th. So meaning today we're recording this on February the uh, February uh the, the 3rd of February, so tomorrow, Friday the 4th, they will be uh doing this uh the the draft for this uh this game. So I don't really know much about how, who's going to be playing who and how it's going to be going on, but I don't think that's been out yet. So, um, regardless or not, should be. I fun. don't know. I, I don't know if you mentioned. It's also um, they're they're honoring the seventy five uh, years of the NBA seventy five anniversary. So they they're calling the the race to seventy five. Um, it pretty much games one and two will be played until the team reaches fifty, and game three will be played until a team reaches twenty five, and that's how the the winner will be decided. Uh, the, it's called the race of 75. Whoever gets 75 points uh, pretty much wins the whole thing. Oh, well, shit. So, That's dope. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be fun. I like all the players that are on it, to be honest. I, I don't I don't see no – I can't think of no player off the top of my head that, you know, deserves to be in it versus another guy. I think it's all – it's well put together. Um, it, I think it's going to be exciting. I like I like that little format. <clears throat> it just brings a new excitement to the to the Saturday night festivities. I thought it, it started to get a little bland. I think everybody would um, was really looking forward to just more the slam dunk contest more than anything. So this kind of gives that boost for the for the you know rookie you know the rookie sophomore challenge how it used to be way back in the day. It's kind of giving new light to it. But one thing I do want to throw out there though that I think was pretty cool was now that the NBA All Star Game MVP. Uh, trophy will now be called the Kobe Bryant Trophy. Oh, that trophy looks beautiful, bro. And that trophy, yeah, bro. That that trophy looks freaking awesome. Um, I it's uh it's a great way to honor the the late great Kobe Bryant. And um, 
you know, alongside of the new trophy, the new design, the new name change for that award, um, they're all the awards, like the actual physical like trophy is um, they're all different. So it could be just because of the 75 year, you know, anniversary thing, but they all look beautiful. Like any of those trophies that any of those guys win, there will be just a, a nice little addition to whatever other trophies that they may have in their homes or apartments. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm excited to see how this all, it looks like the NBA is actually doing something to, you know, bring the fans back to like life and love for the all-star game. And it, uh, it should be fun. I'm excited to see who they're going to, when the, when the three point challenge is going to be announced. Like the, the that should be announced. That should be announced by, by next week. So next week you'll probably have already the skills three point, um, you know, and, and, uh, and so on. So, right. um, man, it's going to be a fun, it's going to be a fun, uh, next couple of weeks. Next, like I said, you said, next week we got the pro bowl. Um, after that we got the super bowl. And then right after that we have, um, the, the NBA all-star, but, before we finish the podcast, um, we have the NBA trade deadline approaching. Um, and I just want to bring this up real quick because by next week when we have uh, um, the podcast, there might be some trades that happen. Uh, the, the, the trade deadline is next Thursday. Um, so again, we're recording this the third. So on the 10th will be the, the trade deadline. Yep. So... Depending on when we do the podcast, it might be right on the trade deadline or right after the trade deadline. So that might yeah, just I mean, be the trade deadline special along with the with uh, the Pro Bowl, you know? Yeah, I mean, so shit, we might just, just... I mean, I don't know. We might as well just... We might just have to wait because, I mean, uh, especially if we see one big domino trade happen, then, you know, it, it, we might just have to wait. Because, um, of course, any trade could happen at any given time before that deadline. So the, the majority of the big deals always happen the day of. Correct. So um, we might have to wait, but who knows? We we we'll see what happens. I mean, we might do a double feature, or, um, a double episode week. We don't know. We don't know. It's all up in the air right now. We still got a couple of days to decide that. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, really it's fun quickly, to be a what... sports fan. It's fun to be a sports fan in this time in this month. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So really quickly, um, just off the top of your head, real quick, just so we can hurry it up. Who's a player that you see yourself getting? You see your um, see them getting moved. Um, and uh, yeah, They're like who do you who do you think is really truthfully gonna get moved in this trade deadline? Who is truthfully gonna get uh, moved? Um, you don't gotta go into detail of the trade. I like you know details like uh, uh, with who like you know the swap per se or to what team. You could just say a player that you believe is really gonna get moved. Um, I I believe John Collins will get traded. Really? Okay. I, I believe John Collins will get traded. Um, don't know to where, but I do believe he'll get traded. Um. I do believe the Magic, Terrence Ross, or Gary Harris will be traded. Um, the Magic will definitely be active. Again, I don't know if it's going to be for good or for bad, but they're definitely, they're definitely <laughs> well, going to be active. Let's be honest, though. I mean, it, it, you can't say for, like, you can't say bad because, I mean, there, there's nothing really bad that could happen to us now at this point. I mean, right. I, I don't be. believe Ben Simmons will get traded. I believe um, if he does get traded, it will be in the offseason. Right. Um, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it will happen now. Um, but it's definitely, you know, it's definitely an end to keep an eye on because you never know. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I was, I was, you know, a couple weeks back, maybe a month or so ago, I would have said Ben Simmons, but at this point, I don't think that, I don't see that happening. I think he's just going to keep, like, you know, they're going to keep finding him, um, and he's willing to, to, you know, bite that bullet um, to make sure that, you know, he stands his ground, whatever it is, what it is. Uh, I've been over that whole Ben Simmons uh, drama anyways for a while now, but uh, 
you know, for one guy that I did have in mind for a while, had, was, it was John Collins, but since you already brought him up, I'll just bring up somebody else, was Jalen Brown. But I think that the Celtics are actually going to wait it out. Um, and I think Jalen Brown also will wait it out because I think they have that respect for him enough to ask his input in a trade. Um, of course, the team's going to do what they feel is best for them. But I think, you know, he has that respect. There's a mutual respect between the organization and him that they'll probably try to find the right trade partner um, by, you know, during the offseason. But one guy that I think will get traded and uh, in this trade deadline is going to be uh, – I don't know who to I, – I have two players in mind. All right, you know what? I'm going to say them both. CJ McCollum and DeMontis Sabonis. Sabonis, I can see happening, but CJ McCollum, it's been, it's been a freaking, it's, it's, that shit's on repeat. Yeah, but they, they, it, there's been a lot more, it's been a lot more chatter this time around, and it's been a lot more, um, it's been, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, reports and articles that I've been reading about, like, you know, him, you know, him willing and accepting a trade. Um, now at this point, before it, those type of, you know, those type of reports weren't coming out. Um, so I could see one of those two guys, if not both getting swapped at some point between today and um the trade deadline on thursday so let's see let's see how it goes i mean shit who knows this might be a quiet off this might be a quiet a quiet one i mean you know a lot of people are over here saying you know russell westbrook but man with that fucking contract ain't nobody trying to take that i i mean just send me just send me a you send me a uh something that was kind of intriguing you know the oh, Kemba yeah. walker the Kemba walker for russell westbrook uh Obviously, along with other pieces, but right. So what Juan is pretty much rel- um, relating to it is, I sent them something I saw on Twitter that um, Bobby Marks from ESPN had a trade idea that would work out for both teams, um, and that would be between the Lakers and the Knicks. Uh, go figure, you know, two rival teams that used to meet a lot in the finals back in the day. But so in this trade, it's going to be the Lakers receiving Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier, and Alec Burks. And the Knicks will receive Russell Westbrook, DeAndre Jordan, Wayne Ellington, and a 2027 first-round pick, um, but is protected for the top four teams. So if that trade were – let's just assume. Let's just go based off the rumor. If that trade were to happen, who wins that trade? Uh, neither. <laughs> uh, uh, you want an honest answer? Neither, bro. I yeah, mean, no. I agree 100%. Uh, I just I mean, had to ask. I mean, I, I, I want to see what Russell Westbrook would look like in, with with uh, in New York, being the main ball handler. He doesn't share with LeBron, um, and you know, and, and that would take the ball away from from Julius Randle, which I feel like they 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 desperately need because Julius Randle cannot be the one dribbling the ball up the court. And, and again, this is just temporary because Derrick Rose is coming back soon. So, right, yeah, I mean that too. I mean, hey, you could uh, if. Hey. Who would, ever thought, the, who would ever thought Brooke and and um and and Derrick Rose from the same team? Who? Who would have ever thought that Russell Westbrook and and Derrick Rose would have been on the same team? Not me. I mean, hey, who knows? They might. The Lakers could easily just say, "Hey, I don't want Alec Burks, or I don't want Kemba Walker. Give me Derrick Rose instead." You already know Derrick Rose has been linked to the Lakers ever since LeBron got there. So if 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 this is the LeBron call, the same way how it was to get Russell Westbrook. It might just end up being Derrick Rose over one of those guys. I mean, Evan Fournier has to be thrown into that trade just based off ca- uh, for salary cap purposes. But um, yeah, 
because Kemba Walker didn't he didn't sign for much. I think he's making about the same, if not just a tad bit more than Derrick Rose's. Um, and Alec Burks, his contract is it's movable. It's a, it's a it's a team friendly deal. So um, he's just a he's just a throw in just for like you know shooting and versatility and athleticism and shit. So I don't know. Either way. Next week, Thursday, trade deadline. Um, the cutoff time is 3 p.m. Eastern time, so a lot of teams will be active. I'm hoping that it's going to be a crazy NBA trade deadline. We haven't had one like that in a, in a few years, so um, let's hope. Oh, another cool thing that I wanted to throw out there. So Carl Anthony Towns, Zach Levine. Carl Anthony Towns, Zach Levine, and Andrew Wiggins all named All-Stars this year. The three played together a couple years back in Minnesota. What could have been if they all stayed together? That's crazy. Oh, that's shit. crazy to think. That's fucking crazy to think. I mean, hey, maybe that's what they all needed. That's what they. That's maybe what they all needed. It was. Uh, 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 wasn't Jimmy Butler on the team? Oh no, they traded him for Levine. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. But no. but Jimmy Butler's another one that was part of that Minnesota team. Well, yeah, but not with like those like those three all played together uh, at one point. You know. No, no, I mean? but so, but he played he played with Wiggins and Cat. Yeah, yeah, he played with Wiggins and Cat. Yeah, but Jimmy Butler was an All Star even before he got there. So. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, it's cool to see, man. You know, um, remember, guys, it, it happens. You know, change happens. You know, players leave, players retire, um, all that stuff. And, you know, you got to gotta start looking at the new fresh faces of the league and, and get used to it because, I mean, it, it's just bound to happen. At one point, we're not going to have no LeBron, no Giannis, no no, no, all these big-name guys that have been big names for years now. And then you just got to start looking forward to new, new, new up-and-coming players. So it is what it is. But – at that point, man, we're going to wrap it up there. We'll see you guys next week with episode 51. Um, we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Thank you for making these 50 episodes great. And keep, you know, just the the, the unbearing support from all of you guys. You know, it keeps us pushing to keep doing this every week and when we can. So we appreciate it. And we hope you enjoy episode 50. Until next week, enjoy Pro Bowl. Um, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.